Good morning, everyone out there in digital land. This is Skinny. Welcome to Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinny McKinney. Coming to you live, or you're listening to this in a recording in our podcast. Uh, speaking of podcasts, if you search on your podcast platform listening device, Skinny on the Home, you'll find us there, and you can give us a subscribe or a like. You can also go to... Um, JNR Construction's website, and at the bottom you have a, a button there you can click on. It's uh, Podbean is who we have our platform through, so you can listen there. We're brought to you by 84 Lumber Company. Spring is finally here, and except for today, I don't know where you're at, but uh, it is like winter has set back in. I think there's a chance of snow in the forecast. Isn't that right, Megan? Maybe. Just freezing temps, yes. So cover those vegetation plants and all that good stuff but uh yeah i was a little chilly this morning when i got out had the heater on and brought back out the long johns <laughs> but uh stop by your local 84 lumber company take care of all your building needs whether you're just gathering ideas thoughts on materials you want to talk about the lumber prices that uh are going crazy and um i had a i had an email come through from one of our lumber suppliers that um uh, said uh the question that's on everybody's mind and it was um it was pretty funny he said um there no we don't know when lumber prices are going to go down no lumber companies are not making a fortune right now and yeah and then no we have no idea when it's going to stop so there's a lot of factors that go into that but that's a that's a topic for another day so um again stop by your local 84 lumber company Go to 84lumber.com for more information. It's uh, This week, uh, we have exciting uh, topic to talk about. Everything garage doors and garage door openers. We have James McArthur with Absolute Overhead Door Service with us. Hey, James. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. I appreciate you having us on. Yeah, James and I met at a um, kind of a social function through the BIA, the Building Industry Association, which... Uh, is also the Home Builders Association, uh, used to be formerly known as the Home Builders Association of Lexington, changed the name to the Building Industry Association of Central Kentucky. So we came together, James and his company, uh, Absolute Overhead Door Service, is a member of the BIA. And um, so garage doors, you know, is that, uh, did you, when you were a kid, did you... Uh, get stuck under the garage door and be like, you know what? I need to fix this. I'm all, you know, Tana, how did you get into this business? Um, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was one of those things, you know, most people, they, they come into it and they're like, you know, I really want to be a police officer. I want to be a fireman. I want to be an architect or an engineer. I wanted to be a garage door guy. Um, I know that it is April 1st and, uh, that is a little bit of fooling around, you know, that's not <laughs> something anybody really thinks about wanting to go into. And to be honest, when I first got into it, I, it was a job for me. Um, it has later transcended into a career. Um, and, you know, when I first started uh, seven, eight years ago into this business, I was looking for a job. Um, I had a was starting a family. I had just gotten laid off from my previous job. I put the feelers out there on Indeed and they reached out to me and said, hey, you want to work on garage doors? And I was like, is that a thing? I didn't even know that, that <laughs> people worked on garage doors. I just thought that they were there, you know, just with anything else. So, yeah, here we are seven years later um, and absolutely loving it. I mean, it's 
it has turned into a career for me. It's something that I love. I have a passion for doing it. Um, and there's no greater feeling than going out to someone's house that they're essentially trapped inside of their house. They cannot get out. And by the end of it, they have a functioning garage door. Um, that smile on their face is really what, what drives me the most. But, you know, the, the biggest thing, too, is, is a lot of people don't understand this, is that the garage door is an appliance. It is the biggest piece of moving equipment in any house, it in, and it is essentially you know, your never, front door. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way. It is, uh, yeah, when you think about it, it is the biggest moving piece. I'll show you my a, keys right now. I don't even have keys to my front door because I go in and out of my garage. Mm-hmm. And with most homeowners, that's, yeah. just, that's the exact same thing it is. I mean, we get a lot of calls of, well, we can't get into our house. Our garage isn't opening. Well, use your key. Well, we don't have them. Well, me neither. You know, so we've got to try to figure <laughs> out different ways to get inside. But, yeah, it's the biggest piece of moving equipment on the house. Um, and it, I mean, it's one of those things that requires maintenance, uh, to, for upkeep. So, um, so where did you grow up around here? So I actually grew up in Carrollton, Kentucky, Uh, graduated in 2008, um, went to, uh, went to college for, uh, one semester and that's about like me. I I went maybe two semesters, if that, right. Quickly realized (laughs) that, you know, continued education, uh, it just, it wasn't for me. Um, I've always worked with my hands. I've been a mechanic. So I immediately, you know, went one semester, went straight from there and went into the, uh, went into the military. Um, I did that. I served four years once I was finished and, you thank know, you for, thank you for your service. Appreciate and all it. those I, veterans I, out there. Thank you. And active duty. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. It's not a problem at all. Um, so when, when that got finished, you know, I was, I was, I don't know, 20, 22, 23 years old and really had no idea what I was going to do. I was a diesel mechanic in the army, um, really had, really had no future. So, uh, that's when I went to start actually working for a construction company that ended up laying me off and that landed me in, in, uh, garage doors. But I got to Lexington because once I was finished with my active duty, I transferred to a reserve unit that's stationed out in Richmond, Kentucky. So I moved to Richmond. Um, that's where my reserve unit was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right there. Not there the, anymore, but it was the right hundredth, um, I don't know if they're there anymore, but I've slept since then. I couldn't even <laughs> tell you what what unit it was that I got stationed or that I got tagged with. But uh, it, so I, I moved to Richmond, uh, lived there for I don't know maybe about a year or so. Um, met some friends and stuff up here in Lexington, and then shortly moved moved to Lexington just after that. And I've been here ever since. Yeah, excellent. So um, you said you've been in this business now eight, eight, nine years, seven, so, seven, eight years. Yeah. Okay. Hard to keep and, track uh, of. With with Absolute from the beginning? Not with Absolute from the beginning. I started okay. working for another local company here in Lexington. Um, worked there for, I don't know, maybe about a year and a half or so. And then uh, I've got a huge drive. Uh, I like I like to grow and scale and help people and just get out there as much as I can. And the company that I with wasn't really interested in doing that. Um, so I did what any other, I guess, normal, sane person would do and decided, hey, let's go into business for myself. Yeah. So entrepreneur spirit. Right. Right. So I did that um, and then ended up partnering up with another local company. Um, I've actually only been with Absolute now for just a little over a year. Okay. Uh, We started our Lexington location um, actually March 17th of last year. The day the world shut down, that was that was another <laughs> the day adventure. Open the doors, yeah, huh? that was another adventure in itself. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we've been in Lexington now for like I said a year. We've got locations in Louisville and Elizabethtown as well. But um, 
Yeah, I didn't, hadn't always been with Absolute, but... Um, so did Absolute start in Louisville or E-Town? Started in E-Town. Okay. Um, then slowly progressed and then had grown to uh, had grown to another location in Louisville. Um, the actual owner of the company, um, he was the first person that I called when my last business that I owned just wasn't wasn't working out. And I called him and I was like, hey... Let's bring it. Let's bring it to Lexington. I'll run it. I'll take care of it. Let's let's do this. And it took him all of five minutes to agree to it. And then here we are today. Yeah. So how long has Absolute uh, been 2008. around? Started okay. in 2008 in Elizabethtown and then has slowly, started at the slowly grown to where we are now. <laughs> started at the housing crash there and started we've in noticed, Lexington at yeah. the beginning. <laughs> we've definitely noticed um that there is uh, some coincidences in certain events, you know, started at the housing so, yeah, crash. When you got, Lexington when, if you're going to start something new, make sure you call me. So that's when I know the next thing is going to happen. Right. <laughs> I, we'll probably try and avoid, try and avoid that. Yeah. yeah. It seems like everything that's something that started, I mean, you know, they had the, had the whole pandemic start literally the day that we decided to open up. I mean, it didn't start, but the, the world shut down the day that we decided that we were going to open up locations. And you want to talk about, we had agreed to get a key to the shop, and we signed up with Google. Uh, that was it. Was rough. Yeah. And then pandemic hits, and and then pandemic hits. You're you're expecting the phone to ring, and then the phone doesn't ring. <laughs> it's hard for the phone to ring when you can't even be on Google. Yeah. It was it was tough. It was a lot of uh, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of um, just struggle trying to get to the trying to get Google because. Google's office shut down. There was nobody in the office. We couldn't even get uh, um, a link to even be put on Google. Mm. It was it was tough, but you know, with uh, with a little bit of drive, determination, and perseverance, we saw our way through it. And and now it's almost like we need to turn Google off. Yeah, we're not going to, but it's yeah, I, I got you. It is it is our we're in our Super Bowl right now. So so is is um, is there anything other than garage doors? Um, that you guys do? Because I saw some other yeah. list of services that uh, you guys offer. So in Lexington and Louisville, uh, 18 months ago, we actually started offering HVAC plumbing and electrical services as well. Um, those services are not in Lexington yet because we wanted to try them out and see how well we were going to do with it. Um, so it's kind of the vision of Absolute to be the absolute provider for we want all the to mechanics be the of a house. Absolute in-home service expert is kind of where we're really gearing towards. Um, so we went out and you know found some master license holders in HVAC, plumbing, and electric, um, and uh, it's we've seen a lot of really really good feedback from that. It's really grown the business. It would already be in Lexington if we could purchase trucks. Um, mm. COVID has also hurt us in that aspect. Uh, we've got trucks on order, and we've got guys ready to get to work, mm-hmm. um, but we have no truck to actually put them in. Um, but in Lexington, you know, of course, we do the garage doors and openers, residential, commercial, new construction. Um, but um, not sure if you've if you've seen them, but like those uh, lifestyle or motorized patio screens or the screens that go mm-hmm. on garage mm-hmm. doors, mm-hmm. Uh, we do those as well. Um, and we also do the so uh, gate access systems. You'll do those for back porches and screening porches or is oh, it just for the garage door piece you can so they were originally designed to go on the garage door in like a patio um and that's so you could have your raise your garage door mm-hmm. but drop the screen down if you were you know you a lot of people are using their garages more of just parking cars in and out there it's a multi-purpose room right you know it's a workshop it's a hangout right right and a lot of people are saw, using it like saw, a patio we we just recently started a 
And for those of you listening out there, if you haven't, if you're on TikTok, find us, find JNR Construction. We started a TikTok page, but I was just uh, thumbing through that. And there was a, uh, there's some of these garages that are just like living rooms. And you got the, the, the fancy car. This guy had a Chevelle sitting in the garage and he had his couch in there and a pool table on the dartboard. And <laughs> they're, they're turning into a rec room. The, the garage now is not what it used to be five, ten years ago. You know, like you to your point, it was five to ten years ago, you would see nothing but cars parked in them. I've gone into them now where where we have homeowners requesting like the highest of highest insulated doors because they are making it a bedroom or a workout room or an office or something like that. So mm-hmm. it even even more want to be able to get into it because they're still not, you know, carrying their keys to their front door because they're still relying on being able to get in and outside of that big moving wall of the house. Or the you said that five to seven years ago, it's in my house, it's just all boxes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's no car that's been in there for a while, but no, it's uh, <laughs> we've got mowers and stuff in there, but yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a storage. I mean, there, there's endless possibilities to what a garage can be. I mean, it can be, like I said, a patio, workout room, rec room, uh, uh, where people go to hang out, an extra living room. I've seen that, yeah, I've we seen had couches we had client, and chairs. We had a yeah. client that uh, didn't need it for parking, but had a growing family, so they took the back, uh, Two thirds of the garage. We built a wall in front. The garage door raises, and there's only about a um, a six foot, um, you know, space for the mower and stuff like that. And then it's bedroom behind it. Absolutely, and it, like I said, it's, it's it's endless possibilities. And I've even seen people go to the extent of getting a shed so that they can put their mower and stuff in it, so they have more room inside their actual garage to utilize it for whatever they Living want. Space, so yeah, I mean yeah. these. These screens can take your, you know, a lot of people like opening up their garage door and having the airflow and having different things like that. Kind of take us through, and we talked about, you know, you guys are developing HVAC electric, those services, but just to stay on garage doors for a moment. What, um, tell me about kind of what's the, what seems to be, because you said you do residential, commercial, and industrial, right? Is that, you do Residential, commercial, and new construction. New construction, okay. So what are your typical... Uh, run me through a couple scenarios of kind of your latest service calls. You know, what, what would happen other than, you know, okay, my garage door doesn't open my spring, you know, maybe I didn't realize my spring broke or something like that, but what's it, what's an average call that you guys are getting? Um, so this time of year right now, um, we've just gone through, uh, the winter season. Um, and as we know, the winter cold weather is really hard on anything metal and nylon. That's what your garage is made of. Um, so right now we're take, we're really, really marketing, having, getting like, um, uh, tune-ups on your garage, like a, like a safety or just a general inspection. Um, a lot of the calls that we're fielding right now are gears, uh, grinding noises, the garages that want to open correctly. So after this, this is the unique thing about being in Kentucky. And a lot of people don't really take like geographical location into aspect when you're looking at, you know, different services like roofs, siding, um, you know, garage doors, for example. Um, so we've just gone through the winter. Once the winter is over, now it's starting to still going through it right now. (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> and then, yeah. so what you're going to do is you're going to go winter, summer, winter, summer. In like a week here in Kentucky, two days ago, it was 75 degrees. Yesterday, it was like 30. And then you mentioned <laughs> earlier, we're having like, you know, forecast for snow. So we're going to be back down to freezing again and then right back up to warm weather and wanting to get outside. Um, all that takes a huge, huge toll and negative effect on your garage door. Um, it will, uh, you know, expanding and contracting. Yeah, that's what I talk about. You know, yeah. homes just in general, your home will move up to an inch throughout the year. You right. know, certain times of year you hear pops and cracks and things like that. Not that, you know, nothing's falling apart. That's just the nature of. And that's settling. It yeah. goes right on in with the garage door because what is the garage door sitting on top of? A concrete slab. And that concrete slab, that's going to, you know, it's going to have movement. It's going to have settling. That's going to affect your garage door and different things like that. So you're wanting to have the, um, you're wanting to have the the inspection done so that we can avoid any kind of costly repairs is the biggest thing that, that we really try to educate people on. But the main main calls that we're getting, we're still getting the broken springs um, and just, you know, So do you guys have like out. a maintenance plan that somebody could, you know, twice a year you come out? And, we do. You know, right um, the, that's in, one in thing. Spring and then winter kind absolutely of. and it's it's i'm glad that you really brought that up because that's one thing that we really pride ourselves on um we are not your typical come out and just okay you i hit a button and my door's not opening i'm going to say okay it's going it, to this is the part right here this is going to get it fixed and then we leave we are by no means a band-aid company um we can do band-aid fixes but we really try to educate um why and what we need to fix yeah like uh, we, you said like right. i did didn't even click until today, and I've been in this business a long time, that, that what you guys do, that garage door is the biggest moving piece in a house. It is, yeah. and, it, and it needs to be treated as such, and yeah. you have to respect it. It, is, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it takes just a little, little fraction of you know, missing something or doing something, and let's face it, there's a lot of DIY people out there. Yeah, DIY. So make sure I said that right. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of DIYers that listen to our program and stuff, too. Right. So even giving them information on things they can do to even help prolong the life of their garage door. And stuff DIYers, like I'll tell, I, and I'm fully, fully open with this. Do not mess with that torsion spring that's up at the top. It is under a an extreme, extreme amount of pressure. Extreme tension, yeah. yes. Uh, but you can uh, lubricate the garage door. You can, mm-hmm. you know, test test everything. Check check your settings on your garage door opener and stuff like that. There's really nothing you can mess up doing that. Um, when lubricating the garage door, you're going to want to use like a synthetic grease. You don't want to use um, uh, WD40. Dang it! Absolutely not. The reason why <laughs> the reason why I say that is because WD40 has water in it. And once that lubricant actually wears off and that only thing that's left is the water on a garage door, especially it's mm. going to start rusting. WD-40 is great for you got a squeaking door and it's annoying you right now and you want to just get it. But how long after you spray it does that squeak start again? It doesn't stop. Or if you're trying to bust a, a nut or a bolt loose, perfect for something like that. Um, lubrication, you want to use like a, like a penetrating grease or like a lithium or a silicone or something like that. It's the best thing it's for it because it's going to soak into all that metal. And it's going to stay there, and it's almost going to like create like a film that's on the actual door itself. So, does that stuff? Can you get that in a? I just think of a, you know, my house and my garage door, and you know, I don't have a lot of time necessarily. If I'm, you know, I hear something squeaking, or maybe I remember twice a year I need to need to do some maintenance. Do they have that in a spray bottle like WD forty? I can just Absolutely. spray it, or do I have to get the gun and the caulk, and I'm messing with all that grease, and it's going Absolutely everywhere on my hands? Not. And, the red grease that you see in a lot of garages is probably one of the worst things for a garage door, and here's why. 
in a garage, you have a vehicle that it's putting out emissions. You have dust, dirt, debris, rocks. That grease is going to hold every single Collect bit of that. Into that. And yeah. then your rollers, they're supposed to roll smooth. And if they're rolling through that grease, that creates friction. Now they're rolling through all that dirt and dust and all that other stuff that gets pulled inside of there. Mm. It creates more friction that that garage door rolls through. So the easiest way to explain a garage door, and this is what I tell people, that the smoother I can get it rolling, the longer it will last. So what you want to use is um, Lowe's, Home Depot, Advanced, AutoZone, all these, all those uh, parts stores or box stores. They carry it. It's called um, it garage door lubricant, it's, or a lithium right. lithium, or grease, a lithium spray. grease, white yeah. lightning, something like that, or grease lightning. It's one of the one of the two. It's really good for your doors. But back to the actual maintenance plan. So that's option number one is mm-hmm. going to um, yeah. do a box store and getting it like that. Option number two, because you only have to lubricate your garage door once or twice a year. Right. It really doesn't take a whole lot to actually get it going. Um, but a maintenance plan. You're a maintenance to. plan will cover it for you. So and this is what we really pride ourselves on. This just shows. But you're also checking the spring and yes. some other there things is a that I don't need to mess point. with as a, as a homeowner. Exactly. And, and someone like yourself, you're extremely busy. You're 100 miles an hour all over the place or you know for your typical average homeowner um, that's not a DIYer they might not know what to look for you know mm. we're, we're doing a 22 point inspection on every single garage that we go in and the easiest way to say that is top to bottom left to right front to back of the entire system is what we're going to check drums cable spring in bearings rollers we're checking there, everything there's a ton of moving parts on a garage door you've got an individual you've got two rollers per side per panel sometimes so yep. that's four Plus, you have the hinges in the middle, mm-hmm. plus the mechanics of all the other, the track and everything else. So it's, right. You've got the a cables lot of parts. That, that actually lift the door. And, and here's one big misconception um, that a lot of people don't understand. Um, and this just goes, if you really think about it, every single appliance, including your garages, and even a not, the one that's a non-appliance, like roofing, what's the lifetime on those? Gr- uh, mm-hmm. Roofs, 10 to 15 years. Garage doors, 10 to 15 years. HVAC units, water heaters, um, everything in your home is about 10 to 15 years. Your fridge, all your appliances, about 10 to 15 years is when you're replacing those stuff out. Um, I can't tell you how many times we've gone to one and it has never been maintenance. All of the parts, like the drums, the springs, the cables, the rollers, the end bearings, the center bearings, everything that makes up a garage door and its actual lifting components, Every single one of them from the manufacturer has a 10,000 cycle rating. One cycle is up and down. Depending on the usage, an average homeowner uses about 1,000 cycles per year. That means you're going to okay. open and close that garage door 10,000 times in 10, 10 years. years yeah. At 10 years, you should replace the parts. Don't necessarily have to replace the door, but you have to replace those parts. And there's, there's, there's so many companies um, that are in the area that just don't take the time to really educate on that fact and want to go out and do just the basic fixes um so that yeah, being said we give my house, plenty of I options had, uh, i have replaced the opener and i had to replace the spring mm-hmm. but the i've still got the original wood door it, my house was built back in 1980 it was the wood door um the track and even the rollers are still original right now so it's it's getting it's getting to that point where which a wood door that's a heavy door they are very heavy <laughs> and even are your insulated your fully insulated you know top of the line doors that are metal still aren't as heavy as the old wood doors are they or they, they are not the same? now it, it, you can look at it two different ways 
we have our top of the line door is a polyurethane insulated garage door. And that one versus a wooden door, it's probably about half the weight. Okay. But then if you get up to those ones that have the overlays on them, the big, the barn look is what I call them, a yeah. carriage style of door. Those can be probably around three quarters of the weight of the wooden one. Um, now, James, I, uh, you know, I have a habit of uh, sometimes uh, cutting people off and uh, going in, going on squirrel rabbit hole trails. Uh, so I apologize for that. But uh, now let's talk about uh, finish up our about the service plan and what that entails and kind of the, the what does that cost? And and I have I have the uh, I have the habit of going down that same rabbit hole. <laughs> like, I, like I was saying before on the introduction, this this for me, and I can segue back into it, I promise. This for me is, it's it's a passion of mine. I love it. And it's, I can talk, I mean, I know that this show is what, an hour long? Um, I can make it 10 hours yeah. for five days a week, every <laughs> single day. But, so getting back to our maintenance plan, um, we've got a couple of different options that we go. Um, we've got month to month, which is nine ninety nine a month. We've got uh, one-year membership plans. $9.99. $9.99 per month, absolutely. And then we've got the um, one-year membership, which is $150, or we have a uh, five-year membership, which is $300. And what that covers is that's going to cover us to come out once a year and actually perform the safety inspection. We're going to um, check everything on that garage door. We're also going to replace the bottom seal that's on your garage for free, up to 18 foot per year. So if you had two nine foot wide garage doors, we replace it for free. That's one of the most missed things that people miss Mm. um, and don't replace because it gets dry rotted, falls apart, and cracks. Well, now go back for a second. So I just, I'm I'm a numbers guy. So got it. $9.99, dollars a month. That's $120 a year. But then the one year pay is 150 so what's the difference between a 120 and a 150 there's absolutely no difference except for the fact that one is monthly and it's 9.99 if you put it in there at 12 dollars or whatever it would make it what 150 i didn't do the math on it i just know that 9.99 sounds a whole lot better than if you was to say like 12.99 or 13.99 or something like that we don't really do a whole lot so the yearly cost the same as a monthly so it's 120 a month. Correct. Or 120 a year. Correct. Gotcha. You just okay. have the option to pay it monthly. And gotcha. after the and then you have the option to cancel it too. That's why it kind of okay. worked out a little That's, bit like oh, that. So you said 150 but you meant 120. No, the year the yearly is 150. It's the same. They they need to do a little bit of work on the on the back end, back end math side of it. Oh, but, okay, so yeah. it's not. Nine, We've nine, had a couple nine. people okay. have those same questions. <laughs> we don't do a whole lot of monthly. Because okay. once we tell people that it's you know it's one hundred fifty dollars for a year or three hundred dollars, you get five years. Most every person that we Goes come to across, the five year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like we have. Uh, you know, we're RV people. We have, you know, these uh, right uh, Sams and Passport to America. You just buy the five year or the lifetime membership and right, yeah. absolutely. So a uh, couple of a couple of the other benefits are our members get ten percent off of every service that we offer. So in the future, it's going to be those HVAC, plumbing, and electrical services. Well, um, once you're a member of those, um, but you know, let's say that, let's say if you were a member today, um, because we replaced your spring on your garage door, and then in two to three years you wanted that old wooden door replaced out. Well, you get 10% off off the top already because you're a membership. Members get priority scheduling. So let's say that that old wooden door falls apart on you, and you call in, James, I've I got an emergency. I need you guys to come out here. Um, we don't charge any additional fees for emergency throughout the weekdays because we offer, if you call us by 1 p.m., we'll, we'll guarantee same-day service. But being a member, 
we will bump you up and get you taken care of right away because you are our member. We want to make sure that you're taken care of. Um, in addition, with the 10% off, you get that bottom seal replaced out um, for free once a year. And then you will also get um, or you will not pay any type of service calls. So there's no dispatching fees or service calls with members. So that's a couple of the perks that they get. Um, when we first decided to start doing this, it makes no sense for us. If you're a numbers guy, it's money is on service. But uh, where we feel like that it would really benefit us is to just bring people in, take care of them. Because one of the things that I say, and I'm sure it's not me saying this. Let me let me uh, clarify. One of the things that I repeat is nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. So for us up, up front on the service, it's really not a huge deal for us to give away free service calls or to give away you know free bottom seal um, or whatever the case may be. We want to show everybody around here that we're not your typical everyday garage door company. Um, we want you to compare us to, you know, the highest level of service that you've ever yeah. experienced. You want to be the Ritz Carlton of the garage door industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So of of that service, so what happens if it's after hours? Is there an after hours, 24-hour emergency type service as part of that? Or? There, there is an after hours fee. Um, and so, and I'm glad you brought that up too. So that's another benefit of benefit of the member. If it is a true emergency, and then we were going to come out nine times out of ten, most people think they have an emergency and need someone out at nine ten p.m. when their garage um, it it just it won't open. Mm -hmm. But there's and nothing's broken on it. Their cars are parked outside. It's not a true emergency. So we kind of talk to them and filter them through. Now, if the car fell down, it's on the garage. Absolutely, yes, emergency, one hundred percent. If your car's stuck inside and you can't get out and you got to be to work at six a.m., emergency. Um, but um, the the after hours fee, um, the members actually pay fifty percent of what the after hours fee is. And there's really, you know, we got to get somebody out of bed and get them out there. Right. So we got to yeah. charge I something. Yeah. yeah, but during the during the day, nothing. Yeah. So, um, what is uh, what's the most common commercial um, repair or uh, thing there? Because those doors are a little bit different. You've got uh, different motors, mechanics. There, you have roll up doors versus our garage doors. Higher cycle parts, bigger parts. Um, the the most common, uh, to be completely honest, is um, hitting the doors with forklifts, <laughs> running into them, closing them down on stuff because. You know, at the end of the day, you know, people, employees um, and, you know, commercial uh, applications are kind of the same as tenants. Um, they're not paying for it, so they're not as careful. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest thing that we see. I mean, even with like rental property and stuff like that, they're closing stuff in the door um, or they've set a trash can too close to it or a rake or a broom and then it's come down and knocked the cables off of it or something. Um, but within commercial running into the door or improper use of the door is one of the, actually the biggest call yeah. that we that we receive. So if um, on a garage door, let's say you've got the, you know, the, the, the laser eyes that come across. So if somebody trips it, it's supposed to go back up. Let's say that got, that's not aligned or whatever, or if you don't have them, are the new openers that are out there now, will they sense pressure if it doesn't go all the way down? And then, you know, if a child lays down and forgets to get up and, 
Absolutely. The brother and, the brother tricks the little brother in to say, hey, lay down here for a minute. Let me show you something. Or, you know, and I, <laughs> and I think about this all the time. You know, I, I used to be huge into Indiana Jones, and I loved when he was sliding <laughs> under those tombstone doors. And yeah. you can't say you haven't done this, but you go sliding <laughs> underneath a garage just to, ah, oh, I think I can make it. And you run, slide out. Yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but these new garage door openers, yes, they do have, um, there are a couple of fail safes or entrapment devices as well. What they're really called. So the photo, the photo eyes are one of them. Um, if they're not aligned, that motor shouldn't even try shouldn't to even come run, down. Right. But let's say that they are aligned, um, and uh, it's just not picking up whatever is blocking it because the photo eyes are too tall. Quick tip: those photo eyes at the center of the lens are not supposed to be any higher than six inches off the ground, and that's per coat. Anything higher than that, technically, they can fail inspection. Um, but the reason that they're supposed to be six inches is um, uh, through DASMA. It's a door association uh, group. And uh, basically, it's our code. It's kind of like our OSHA. Uh, the reason that they're supposed to be six inches off the ground is because that's the average depth of a child's chest. So if a child was laying on the ground, it should pick them up and should reverse the door. So let's say that they were installed 10 to 12 inches off the ground, which I've seen numerous times. Hmm. And the door comes down. They do have a force uh, open and a close force on the door. So it takes very minimal pressure and that door should sense it and then automatically just reverse back up. Yeah. Cause, um, I, cause probably, you know, you've probably seen this, the ones that you're talking about that are higher, you've probably seen that on even newer homes and, you know, inspectors, they're great and stuff too, but that's something that they may not even look for. It's, it's, um, it can be easily missed. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's the last thing that, that you really, you know, and I, I make this joke all the time, the garage doors, you know, when building the house, we're usually the last one there. So um, yeah, if anybody's listening yeah. to this right now, go out, make sure your sensors are at six inches or below. <laughs> six inches or below. Two, yeah. to, two to six inches is about, about fair, um, where, where they, where they should be. But, uh, you know, most of them, if your garage door was manufactured, if your garage door opener was manufactured before 1993, they don't have photo eyes on them. Yeah. They, they I, didn't mine doesn't mm-hmm. at my house. I, right. You know, it was 1980 and there's no photo eyes on it. So 1993 <laughs> and newer is a requirement on them. Can you get, so if I have an older, you said 1993 or older, can I get photo eyes just put on my system? It depends on the opener and if it has a spot on the board to add an expansion board on it or to add a receiver is what they're called. And then you can connect the photo eyes to that. Um, But most of them, they didn't, it was was a technology that didn't exist. But if you get a newer opener, Yes. Th- then you can. Oh, absolutely. You can add that, absolutely. So. And that's that's one thing that, that maybe something if you're looking in the, if you're in the market, you're going to replace a door. Or maybe you've got an opener that's uh, old. Maybe you've got that opener that says the words Sears on the side of it. That, a bunch. Yeah. There's there's still a lot of them that were taken down. But, you know, with the with the photo eyes and the entrapment device, that's something that comes on every single one of them. Now, there's, there's no question. Hands down. If you purchase a new opener, it will come. It will come with those safety devices on them. Yeah. Excellent. James, we'll tell folks how to uh, get a hold of you. Uh, you can reach us at our office line, 859-900-2520. You can reach us by email, office at absolutedoor.net, um, or you can also reach us on our uh, website at absolutedoor.net. Yeah, speaking of your website, this is uh, you've got some great tools on here. You can go to, uh, you have a garage door designer, so I can upload pictures of the front of my house. And go through the process and see different models, what it's going to look like if I change the garage door, if I change 
Will it change colors and absolutely? Things you like can that? change yeah. color, model, design, you know, the look, the windows, the trim, and that's also that's also a tool that each and every single one of our techs have on their tablet, uh, to where we can also do the same thing for you, and we can put a garage door on your house, on your actual house, to show you, for you know, lack of better terms, Photoshop it on there to show you exactly what it's going to look like. But uh, um, speaking of with um, with service calls, with uh, estimates or anything like that even even non-members like you know if, if anybody was to call us today and they have you know their garage is broken and they need us to come out there uh we are the only company in the area that actually offers free service estimates um because you know most everybody else will charge that 75 to 125 dollar range just to come out and tell for you what's call. wrong with right. it Right. We'll come out there and tell you what's wrong with it for free. And we know that we know that our level of service and quality is going to go, okay, yes, just let's just get this done. But that's, you know, one step that we've uh, one step that we've taken ahead to do that. And along with estimates as well, a lot of people do it. But yeah, we also offer free estimates as well. Yeah, that's good to know. And also uh, financing options, financing options as well. Yeah, we have uh, six month and 12 month interest free financing options as well. Excellent. And um so tell a little bit about, so how does, uh, you know, somebody working uh, for you or becomes a garage tech, do they just, do you just put them in a truck and say, here's your tools, you know, good luck? What's, how do you train? A few years ago, the answer to that would have been yes. Um, and when I first started, that was my training as well. Um, like I said, I, I got found on Indeed. Uh, my training consisted of riding around in a truck with someone for three to four days. And on the fifth day, they was like, you got this? And I was like, yeah, I got this. You know, <laughs> so I went out and had my own truck and was working and installing it. Um, Which is great. I mean, and yeah. a lot of people, you know, have the background and can do that. Yes. But what about continuing Absolutely. that education? That's a, a good point. I'm glad you brought it up. So a little over a year ago, um, we started uh, Absolute Academy which is our school, how we train on everything that we do. Um, I actually am the uh, uh, trainer for the, the garage door portion. So what we do is it is a month-long course that I bring people in and everything that we've talked about today from the inspection to the basics to the names of the parts to what they do, how they operate, what to look for, what not to look for. It's a one-month course um, that's uh, hands-on. Like We built a training course in, uh, up top of our office. So I've got three staged garage doors where I can actually go through it and show the, the new hires what to look for, how to do it, and different things like that. And then after they get through the course, uh, which is in-class uh, in course, is two weeks. Then we do a week of uh, field training. So then we'll actually go out, they'll be with me, and we'll install doors. That way you're getting that real-world application. Mm -hmm. And then we go back to a, um, about two to three days of in-class, just wrapping a couple of things up, taking their test and finalizing. And then the last two days of that week, we're back out and doing an actual field test of installing a door where I actually am not on site. I drop them off at the job, and I usually I sit outside in my truck because you know nobody likes the boss's eyes right on them. <laughs> um, so I sit outside that way they feel comfortable with doing it. And the 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 last test is me going in and checking everything. And it has to be 100% before we actually put them in the truck by themselves. Um, and then as far as continued education, we have recertification courses. So we actually certify them as a garage door installer. And then, you know, every so often we do it uh, six, every six months, we'll do a refresher course to make sure that they're up to date on everything that they're doing. Yeah, that's great. Because that's not required in Absolutely your industry no. to have someone that's certified. So you guys have saw the need for that. 
develop that so that you, you you do have the peace of mind that if an absolute rep is coming to my house, I know they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about because if they're here, they've been trained. They've gone through this class and that program. And you know, I didn't see uh, I didn't see where you talk about that online. You guys should talk about that. That education. We have our own <laughs> website separate for that, but yeah, yeah, we definitely need to link it to it because one of the one of the biggest things is that a lot of people don't know is. And when I say a lot of people, I mean tenured garage door guys. I had one that that uh, that was that that was with me for a long time. He had about 15 years experience, and he was on a job. And I was like, "Hey, what's the uh, what's the IPPT of that job?" That is huge. That is like our that's our Bible. That's what we need mm. to go by is that IPPT because that determines everything on that garage. And he was like, "What is that?" That's when I knew we had a problem. <laughs> That's when I knew we had to do something where we were able to teach and educate and, you know, basically provide nothing but the best. Because like I said, you know, that's what really separates us from around here is we're the only one in the area that's offering any type of like this kind of training and the only one offering these maintenance plans. So we were really trying to show the public how much we truly care about something just as simple as garage doors. Mm, yeah. Are you guys hiring? We are always hiring. Again, yep. we can uh, send applications to office at absolutedoor.net or at uh, 859-925-20. Just call in and uh, preferably send them to the to the email. But, yeah, we are always looking for the, the next absolute employee. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Anything, uh, anything else that you want uh, folks to know about garage doors or DIY? Again, if you want your garage door inspected, everything's working fine, but you just want, you know, something to look at again just give it give a call come out there's no charge for that absolutely not and one of the last things that i would say is right now especially as we talked about in the beginning of the show is the time where the garage starts experiencing the most problems so what i would suggest is like you said it's completely free for us to come out and do it is to call in get us get on schedule for us to come out and do a safety inspection the worst thing that's going to happen um is that or tell you, you everything's know, fine. we're going to say yeah, yeah hey everything's good you're you're great here's our card call us when something actually happens or to schedule the next to ne- yeah. next or service. become a member and yeah yeah or you know like you said become a member get on um, get in playing with that but yeah we will come out we'll do a safety inspection um basically letting you know everything's okay excellent now it's time for our bonus round. So I told you I uh, had some questions. You were all excited. You're like, fire away, you know, ready. whatever they are. So didn't didn't give these to you ahead of time. So you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, do you match your socks? Um, I'm going to say yes, yeah. but I know I do not have on matching socks right now. <laughs> yeah, I never match my socks, as you can tell. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, ice cream or chocolate bar? Ice cream. Ice cream. So Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm the cookie dough. Mm. Cookie dough all day. Yeah. My my youngest daughter uh, is a cookie dough lover as well. So I think most of my family is. But Puppies or kittens? Puppies. Do you have a dog now? I do have a dog. Okay. And uh, you said you've got, a, you've got a family? and I've got a uh, seven-year-old, a one-year-old, and a, um, a 28-year-old wife. <laughs> she, counts as, she counts as the kids, too. No, actually, I'm the kid. She takes care of me. Shout out to my wife. Yeah. Uh, hot, humid day, sunny, or 70-degree spring day raining? Sunny. Absolutely sunny. sunny. The, hot, the hotter, the better. Uh, not really a fan of the humid, but I will take that over rain yeah. every day. 
Are you a water sports fan? Do you do you get out? Do you like to? I grew up so in Carrollton. I grew up where the Ohio and the Kentucky River meets. So I grew up skiing, waterboarding, kneeboarding, swimming in the river. Um, Could be what's wrong with me swimming in the Ohio (laughs) River, but yeah. So definitely a huge water sports person. Excellent. Yeah, we have a we're we go out to Lake Barkley a lot out in Western Kentucky and spend a lot of time out there. So snowing, stay inside or go outside. Oh, that's a tough one because I'm such a huge, huge summer person, but I'm also a huge outdoor person. Now, let me preface by saying this. If it's snowing and it's just barely accumulating, I'll stay inside. If we've got like a a monsoon, if it's like 15, 18 inches, I'm outside. I'm I'm going snowboarding. I'm doing something. So, yeah, yeah, I want to be outside in that. There you go. Yeah, we just went... uh I think for the one the couple last days of the season, we went up to Perfect North and did some snowboarding and snow tubing. That was fun. It's a fun place to go yeah. to. I really enjoyed it up there. Uh, mustard or ketchup? Ketchup. Ketchup. Man. That's an easy one. I'm not a ketchup fan. I knew you were mustard because you put mustard first in that question. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. I've had nobody, nobody's really picked up on that. So, Favorite book or recent book you've read? Um, and this is just going to really kind of explain who I am. Um, I'm a huge Grant Cardone fan. Huge Cardone fan, Grant Cardone. Um, the one of the latest books that he read is "Be Obsessed or Be Average," and it really explains me to a T. I am one hundred percent obsessed, and I am not in any way your average everyday garage door guy. So, "Be Obsessed or Be Average" is probably one of the, my favorite books that I've read, and I've read it about five times. Okay, yeah, I'm not. I've never heard of that book. I have to be obsessed or be average. Be average. All right. What um, if you weren't doing your current career? What would you be and why? Uh, a police officer, and I I actually um, applied for the Lexington um, Police Department, and I didn't make it all the way through. Um, they are really really um, thorough in their background reporting. And there was a couple of things, not bad, I just didn't mention on my application. So mm-hmm. when it came up on the polygraph, I actually failed my polygraph. Didn't mention those speeding tickets, did you? <laughs> well, no, it was it was like small things. Really, yeah, I mean, nothing that was even criminal. Yeah. But what happened is, is they say that you have to be thorough. Be yeah. A police officer. Same thing happened to a friend of mine going yep. to the fire department. Great guy. Just, yeah. Absolutely. little thing like that. So, excellent. James, thanks for joining us today. Absolute Overhead Door Services. Give them a call, 900-2520. Go online, Absolute Overhead Door Services. And uh, make it a great week. And if you're hearing this show, you are blessed. And uh, we'll see you next time at Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Skinny.